Hey, what is going on? This is the Man Fuse Podcast. I am Kay Lee, audio producer, voice artist, and your host. My co-host, real estate broker, Ben H. So today on the Man Fuse Podcast, we are going to talk about ancient civilizations. And did they use sacred geometry to harness the power of frequency to promote health and harmony? And has our modern society become detached from its natural frequency, which could actually be being used against us? And just like the Matrix, is there a deliberate system in place that is designed to hinder the advancement of human consciousness? And are these barriers preventing us from reaching higher levels of awareness? Well, to help answer our questions today, Matt LaCroix, writer and researcher who has been studying ancient civilizations, philosophy, quantum mechanics, and more, joins us on the ManFuse podcast. Matthew. Yes. How are you, buddy? What's up, Matthew? Good. So my co-host, Ben H., that was him. What's up, man? We appreciate you taking the time out of your day to talk with us, man. Well, hey, gentlemen, it's great to be here talking to you both. I just met you both only a couple days ago, but I would love to sit down and have a chat about some of these ancient mysteries of our world. Ben has questions. Yeah, I mean, this is really (laughs) exciting to me because I'm one of these people who just absolutely is engaged and I'm very curious about all these things. And in reading your bio and the information that you sent to us, I know of and and am a big fan of yours and and Billy Carson and, you know, Randall Carlson and just many of the people that you work with. So it's an honor to have you here and we look forward to it. Well, thank you. I I appreciate that. And feel free to ask questions that you're curious about. I'll do the best I can to give at least my opinion based on the evidence or whatever kind of hypothesis I've come up with. I love it. So why don't we start with exactly, you know, the topics that I started to send you and they were, because Ben has been on a dive of these, you know, North American architecture, these buildings that, you know, and you might rebut some of the hole that he's been going down, or you might be able to shed light on what you have found about the structures in North America, which I guess in our text back and forth, you seem to be like let me preface it too because my research matthew has been really intrigued by this guy named john levi have you heard of him i have so john i don't know he does a lot of research he does a lot of driving around he does a lot of exploration of the camera on google earth and things and and somehow he came onto my radar and the content that he produces is just fantastic so anyways i've been kind of watching a lot of his stuff and i find it fascinating the things that he finds out specifically in the western region of the United States where he lives because he drives around all of this architecture you know even even old Greco-Roman style architecture in Alabama out in the middle of the desert somewhere old brickwork kind of seeming to be melded together with a mountain you know just ancient ancient things here in the united states uh pyramids and egyptian artifacts in the grand canyon and just you know we have a narrative that we've been taught about the united states and it seems that there's much more to it than that and honestly for me i'm just scratching the surface and you know i'd love to know your thoughts on 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 all that information Okay. Sometimes it's difficult in terms of, I guess, um, kind of like if you were to tell a kid there's no Santa Claus, if they're really getting into it, it's sometimes. There's um, no and, Santa? And I'm, not, I'm not using that as, as an example for this, but one of the hardest things is trying to determine, well, 
what is real, what is not. And of course, some people might say, well, that's your opinion. Right. But one of the challenges is being able to look at both ancient history, the geological processes that have altered and changed our earth over time, understanding climatic processes, time changes over periods of earth history and how they related to different places in the world. And then the, the challenge goes in, okay, well, then how does earth history relation to the, the rise of civilizations fall into any of this? When did civilizations first emerge? Is it what we're taught in school right. as being only 6,000? years old out of the Fertile Crescent, or is there a much, much older story? Now, this is where I would caution those who are listening to this a little bit. One, I would be very open-minded to look at everything and just try to absorb and understand that you're looking at an entire alternative version of history and viewpoints of things that is definitely very difficult to navigate. Yeah. that's. The, I guess that's the first place I want to point out. We see emerging evidence from around the world of an entire chapter or chapters of human history that were destroyed by utterly massive catastrophes on earth beyond our comprehension in our modern lifetimes that seem to have wiped out chapters that left behind these incredible structures around the world that we have no idea how they were built. Yeah. Now, I'm leading into what you are asking here in terms of this, because this is very much a, a lead-in type of answer. Based on that ancient architectural knowledge that was once had around the world, there were secret societies and groups later on that knew some of what they knew mm -hmm. and they built some very very incredible churches yes. with some very very beautiful stonework and other things around the world because they knew what's called sacred geometry and this divine stone masonry that had to do with specific ratios and numbers and angles yes. and things that related to the ancient world and to them everything was proportionally geometrically perfect so like what we build today is nothing like the mentality of what they had back then that's right and that's why it just seems very, very different because for them, they were creating something that was based on these proportions of sacred geometry and energetic factors. Yes. It was like this whole other comprehension of their world that we don't know. Now, those people that built those later structures, they knew some of what those ancients did. That's essentially why they were able to still create some pretty incredible cathedrals in places that we just don't seem to care or want to build ever again. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I mean, that makes complete sense. I've been really captivated by the architecture and the technology of many of these cathedrals that that we have here in the United States and there's they're in Europe and they're all over the world and they look very similar as if designed by the same architect or yeah or yeah. you know one of the things that I'm curious about is you know when we see the windows on the cathedrals you know the beautiful round windows and they typically have stained glass and I'm talking about these old ancient cathedrals that are you know a thousand or however many years old when we see how sound waves affect water we get patterns that look Look like the stained glass windows on these cathedrals. And I guess there's theories about the idea that the bell, which was at one time in the cathedral, actually resonated that sound frequency and it was used for healing or something to that effect. Yes. And then there were organs inside of the cathedrals, which the fact that they're called organs, the frequencies actually would heal your organs if played in certain sequences and things That's of that right. nature. Is that what you understand as well? I mean, am I going 
down uh, a rabbit hole here? Or is- no, no, you're very right. Our understanding of what the ancients knew, and I'll say that the ancient ancient, I mean, I'm talking about the civilizations that existed not before 6,000 years ago, but before 12,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. We know of comprehensive evidence that there were civilizations around the world that had originally perfected that concept that you're talking about. Yeah. And we know that because we find the structures that have been harmonically tuned right. in precisely the way to what's called 432 hertz. Mm. It's basically there's a harmonic resonance that has to do with consciousness of humans. And there's places around the world, and one of them, just as an example, only one of them, is, say, like the Hippogeum of Malta. It's what's called the Oracle Chamber, was literally designed to function as a sound, higher frequency conscious chamber to both use sound for healing as was reaching higher states and that seems to be the specific purpose of the king's chamber mm. in the great pyramid of giza as well wow. these had nothing to do with being for places for sarcophagi or any of these places they seem to be in tune with this understanding of something that has not related to the physical world it's this non-physical world of frequency vibration and sound and how that seems to dictate and determine everything around us wow yeah man yeah i mean which is so interesting because these seem to be lost conversations in society and and, and in the narrative that we're taught, even from a religious perspective, these conversations aren't happening. No, because after those chapels and cathedrals were built, there was a bit of a corruption of what you could call religion, spirituality, and even rewriting of history after, say, like the Holy Roman Empire was created. It's an unfortunate long narrative and story that's complex, but relates around this idea of literally changing the harmonic balance in all music notes and basically our entire world away from 432 hertz to 430 in which offsets and unbalances basically everything and some people will go down that road of saying that it's a conspiracy to basically take this harmonious balance that once existed and and take it so it's not tuned to everything and like how that could affect just the balance of human beings basically if everything is tuned away from our natural frequency you know what could that do to us so it's an interesting concept and idea that there was a knowledge and understanding of how these things affect us back long ago and that it even potentially could be used against us with some ways where we exist now and maybe that explains why so many people just seem to be what you know that term is like largely kind of asleep walking around and not really realizing this illusionary world they really largely exist in yeah i mean a hundred percent man and you just brought up some things that really stimulated a few things in my mind because i think often to myself as i'm viewing the architecture of these structures specifically the churches and the things that we see throughout the world which are called greco-roman architecture ultimately right i mean that's yeah, what we yeah. see we see but we see it in areas which are not populated anymore we see it destroyed in areas where where there is no history around that type of an occupation or anything like that but i look at the yeah. structures and then me personally i think these structures are heavenly this is so beautiful i just i'm so inspired and then we see the destruction of these structures and the destruction of not just the religious structures but the architecture 
architecture itself was heavenly. I mean, these castles and these beautiful homes and and even buildings and cities. And, and I wonder to myself, did the rapture already occur? The rapture that's written in, about in the Bible, did it already happen? You know, if what's written is true, did something like that already occur? And is the change in frequency, is that now Satan's reign? Is Satan's reign, if that's where we are right now, is it defined by the shift in frequency, as you say, from 432 hertz to whatever the hell it is right now? 430, is that what you said? Yeah, so that's an interesting place you get down the road of sort of mixing religious text and prophecy with, you could even then cross over with what the ancients believed. And I think if we were to go look at like what the Maya and the Aztec and a lot of, even like the Kali Yuga cycles out of India, which is another ancient, ancient civilization there that's older than we're told, which by the way, if you want to see probably the finest architecture in the world, yeah. if you want to go look, there's no comparison anywhere in the world compared to India. Go look at Ellora Caves okay. in India, Bara Bara Caves. Look at some of the architecture and how they've like especially Alora Caves, the design of how they created an entire basalt mountain. In fact, it's the only place in the world that we know of. They took an entire basalt mountain, which is a very, very hard type of volcanic rock, yeah. and cut the entire mountain into one single temple that is the most intricately carved temple I know of anywhere in the world. Wow. It's called Kalesa Temple in Alora Caves, India. If you want to see something that mind-blowing, we have no idea how they created it. We have no idea how they even begun to create that type of structure. That's cool. Um, Wow. But really, getting back to what you said, these cultures talked a lot about how they understood that there were these cycles that existed. Yeah. It's always cycles within cycles, cycles within spirituality, religion of certain times when people go towards, you know, you could say God or source of, or creation or, or away from it. Right. Depending on or times of being lost with the illusions of money, materialism, conditioning and war and all these things versus times of focusing on, say, like the earth and harmony and reaching higher consciousness. These are cycles that seem to go back and forth throughout Earth history. It's not simply based on our time now. Right. And based on that, one of the most interesting concepts that seems to be I have to always remind people and it seems to echo always over and over again is when you're getting a great change of an age, they're moving towards vibrational this great change where I guess the old ways just don't work anymore. People like the puppet master sort of gets revealed and all of a sudden people start to see through a veil. That's happening. People are starting to see things in a way they've never saw them before. Yes. People are opening up in concepts and ideas that they've never done before. And so what does that mean? Well, just as people are doing that and we could say waking up, even though that's become kind of a polluted term, people are changing all around the world. There's still all this opposition to things at the same time that are happening, you could call them dark things, this mm. corruption of certain aspects, this other side that seems to be equally fighting at the same time as hard. Yes. And I think that's really what we need to wrap our heads around in like a really high level view. Get out of yourself for a second and just imagine in a higher level view where we are going towards this time of higher consciousness and awareness of things that we haven't in a long, potentially thousands of years. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Huh. Now imagine that's happening and there is a type of opposition that does exist exist that is trying to almost stop that or be the opposite. That's what that prophecy you're seeing is. It is like this idea that there will be a manifestation
manifestation of evil and darkness at the very time of transition towards something we have never seen before. That's fascinating, man. And it makes sense. I mean, I see it, right? I mean, I really feel that I do see it. Like the way you just described it, I feel that way. And I feel in my own self an awakening occurring, whereas I am interested in these changes and these shifts. And I feel the energy. I was, but, but you probably feel differently than you did 20 years ago, right? Much different. And as you said, war, materialism, these types of things, that was my life for, you know, I would say I began my my journey of really awakening about five years ago. But when I was 20, I went to the army. I was in combat for two years. You know, if you know me and a lot of people that listen to the podcast do know me, I've always been obsessed with material things, cars, watches, houses, everything. And I've manifested all of those things in a way that has been unbelievable in just the last 10 years. But about five years ago, I just lost patience with the depth of the weight of depression and anxiety and things that I was dealing with. And I turned to plant medicine and I turned to ceremonial people in the jungle in Costa Rica. And and I spent- Ayahuasca, DMT, yep. Yes, both, many times. And- and, 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 That's what what, that'll do it. And that, when we talk about frequency and people ask me about my experiences with plant medicine, the way I describe it is that all I can tell you is that it increases the- vibrational frequency of your body on a cellular level and allows you to have consciousness in different realms of our dimension or different dimensions of consciousness. I I don't know really how to explain it. And and there's even more to it. And that would be a great little piece to talk about because you're absolutely right. Fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) That's music to his ears. (laughs) Because I've been fighting an uphill battle for the last five years, but you know how it is. Like I'm the kind of person I'm very vocal. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I lead with emotion. I'm a very emotion-driven person. And man, when I find something great, I just want to tell everybody about it. And I've found that to be a bit more of a challenge when we're talking about these things, specifically vibrational frequency, whether induced by, you know, plant medicine or whether, you know, we're looking at ancient architecture or whatever it might be, it seems to be frequency. But I'd love to hear your thoughts on the plant medicine and, and those frequencies and the frequency. And, and dimensions and spirituality. And yeah, you just opened up a whole can of worms there. And I, this is, unfortunately, <laughs> I, this is a very tricky area to navigate because you don't want to go too deep, too fast to unfortunately lose people who aren't ready. That's true. Our understanding of reality and our grasp on reality is very important. When we have to reformulate reality and try to understand it in a different way, it's very uncomfortable. A lot of people would rather run away from the idea of even knowing that there are these uncomfortable truths and aspects that they just simply don't want to incorporate because it's it's scary. Yes. It's really difficult. We need to understand that there is a gigantic system here. I don't care if, if you don't believe it, that's your opinion. If you don't believe it, I've studied this for well over 10 years. Every aspect of it, I've written books about it. My first book was called The Illusion of Us. I focused entirely on the idea that there is a giant system that's been created here to prevent what you went through. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. That's the whole purpose of it. That's why all plant medicines are the highest restricted in terms of legal Right. 
those are being prevented so that it's a quiet prevention of society essentially like waking up. Yes. And the reason for that is that the system has been created long ago. And what it is, is just a group of very clever individuals, not the ones who built those beautiful things. Some of those individuals that came just after, they realized like we can't have like a super conscious aware, aware society or at that time when it was more of an industrial era and more of a time when people were getting things done to propel economies and different things. Right. It was very much decided to create a certain curriculum. It really is just a social conditioning of creating how we perceive things. Yes. Right. Everything is based on how we perceive things. Your parents teach you a version of reality that's based on what their parents taught them, but it's also based on a combination of their education system, their friends and media and everything that bombards them. What if that entire reality was wrong? What if that entire reality strips us of the gifts and the creativity that we have and prevents us from seeing the truth of reality and understanding who we really are and where we come from and, and, and our past, everything. That's is That's what the whole idea of the matrix is, is if you create a system of rules, regulations and conditioning, you can create a world where people are trapped in like a reality show existence whereas they don't realize they're on a spinning planet that's going 24,000 miles an hour that's in a vast universe of trillions of planets and galaxies and here we are kind of forgetting all of that right and just and we're existing in this place where people are like worried about like what sale goes on at the mall or something it's almost like insane and Man. I believe that to be true by the yeah. way yeah, and I'm trying too. to escape it I see the writing on the wall I really do and I believe it to be true but it's very difficult to escape it's that's, very that's difficult was, to get outside go. of it it really is you, difficult you have to let it, go of everything because it's been so successful and because the majority of people are that type of normal person that doesn't think about this and i mean that's changing now you're getting more and more people all the time you like totally surprised about right i want to be careful in that statement but traditionally that's why it seems so out of the norm and why it's so effective if you go through that experience you had right you go through that profound dmp experience and your neurological structure essentially rearranges itself yes that's what happens you go through a neurological rearranging of your neurological structure to all of a sudden see reality in a way that it never did and honestly it might never have been able to true. wow very true so think about it this way imagine a computer is this metaphor that represents you you have a computer that's say 30 years old or with 35 years old you're the same computer you're full of viruses and all of these adware and all this crap on it right yeah the only way to actually clean that computer and to have it function differently is to wipe it yeah oh, yep to wipe the whole thing and reset it. That's what you did. Yeah. That's what you did. You reset the computer to then start over again, but with a foundation of seeing things not from like a potentially corrupted, conditioned mindset, but more or less now your eyes have been opened to a reality that's been called by the ancients, like the Gnostics, a great veil of illusion. Yeah, man. Wow. So true. And honestly, so so much a part of my experience, since that's what we're ultimately talking about, was visually and experientially in ancient format. That's because, okay, so when you're in those DMT experiences, when you're seeing those flower of life and those sacred geometry symbols, yes. the purpose behind that is that it's showing you the blueprint for basically reality. Ah. That's what reality is. If you look at Nikola Tesla, all reality comes down to is basically frequency, vibration, and basically sound. That's it. And so if that's what reality is, then that means that the physical reality of what we see around us is an illusion. Because 
because everything else is the basis for where that comes from. So it means that if you forget that what you are seeing in front of you is actually not real, you'll get lost in it. And the reason I say that is imagine you're a being that's far greater than you could ever imagine that you've been taught. Imagine you're something like very powerful and incredible and you incarnate here and you're in this body and you're in this experience, but you don't remember anything about what you really are. And then you get conditioned into believing that you're like this simplistic ape that is nothing. And then you should just be a survival of fittest and fight each other. Or alternatively, to not leave this other group out that I don't want to forget, you're told a superior religious group that's better than another religious group and you should go kill and conquer them. Right. Regardless of those two mindsets, those two mindsets have blocked you from understanding who you really are. That's right. And I just want to add this because I need we need to lead this back. The ancients understood all of this. They right. wrote all about it in every ancient text. They designed every structure around harmonious balance. They understood they built literally structures. The Great Pyramid of Giza, the three Great Pyramids, as well as Teotihuacan, the other side of the world in Mexico, the three pyramids there are built to exactly mimic the three belt stars of Orion. They were so precise and advanced that they not only knew the understand the harmonic vibrational frequency importance on Earth here, but they would literally take the heavens, the power of stars and their energy, and because they would design these structures to mimic them, they would create the synergy between heaven on Earth. Mm. They understood things that we have no comprehension today of at all. It's so beautiful, man. It's that's crazy. It's wild. So wild. I so, love it. Yeah. It's become my passion. It's it's life. What he's talking about is life. You know, these people understood what life was. And we don't. It, we we yeah, take it, it for granted. We just throw it away. We have this beautiful gift from God. And we are just... Well, we're distracted. Yeah. Every, well, that's exactly. what I'm saying. Every second <laughs> of the day, distracted. Exactly. And that's the system. That, that's, now, imagine yeah, if what our real, our real gifts yeah. are... Imagine if what our real gifts are, this is what they told us, is that we're actually like powerful creators, okay? That's why you can essentially think of an idea and go create it and it literally comes from nothing. Right. You can create anything. We can create a potentially technology in the future to like harness like a wormhole. Yeah. Like some of the most powerful forces of the universe, we have the potential to do that. We're creators of the universe. And that's the whole point is that the trick is to strip us of anything that we are to then use us as almost like a slavery system to then create an economic output to be like a cog in like a machine. It's what it is. It is that system. It is a slavery system. I mean, it's the matrix. A very sophisticated. It's the, whole, it's the whole story of the matrix. Like, yes, I mean, that's what the whole point exactly, of that movie is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's it's brilliant the way that they you know detailed it because it it is so true and I see it every day. Yeah, but you you ready for this to blow your mind? Remember yes. that scene in the Matrix where I'm telling you that movie is brilliant. The Wachowski sister brothers knew all about <laughs> what we're talking about. Yeah, they did. Remember the scene in how this is going to blow your mind. The scene in how Neo meets with the architect. Yes. My favorite single thing in the entire Matrix series is this concept of an architect that designs reality for you. Right. Okay. The designer. That designer, we see blueprints of that throughout history. Okay. Now I love in that part where Neo meets with the architect and he says that there have been like several versions before that didn't work. Remember that? Yes. And then, then this is the version that seems to suit. That's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened is that we literally existed in a different version of reality than we do now in the ancient past. And the only reason those ancients aren't around anymore is they were destroyed all over the earth by catastrophes that are like on a Hollywood level. And that's the only reason why we lost all of that. But after they were destroyed, there are tablets to talk about how this concept of laws and rules known as kingship had to be re-lowered again. And civil 
civilization had to be recreated again. That's the kind of dynamic they're talking about. And they actually talk about how now that period we're in was this clever, very, very clever collaboration of rules and laws that were created that we can trace to the Holy Roman Empire with Constantine and these meetings around how they were literally designing um, how our history would be read and about how we would want to perceive things based on laws, rules, conditioning, work. Those things were actually more decided than we realize. It's no accident that we ended up where we are now. It really isn't. And that's what I want people to wrap their heads around is to stop thinking that everything are just coincidences and random is there's far less of that than we really think if you actually look at it. I don't believe in coincidences, really. Ben, I just really quickly, I love people being open-minded and looking for ancient stuff around the world, looking for patterns. I love that. Yeah. We must be very careful, though, that just because something looks like something else doesn't mean it is. Right. What I want to point out is we have to understand Earth history and look at places like what was the United States and Canada like during this time period of these ancient civilizations? Could they have ever existed? Right. And we look at something like, well, there was ice caps one to two miles deep in Canada that broke into North America. And I got a lot of people who ask questions about these would appear to be megaliths in Montana. Yeah. But the problem is that was under miles of ice during the time period we know we have radiocarbon dating and we know that these civilizations that had that level we're looking for around the world of sophistication, we know when they existed. Right. We know that they didn't exist past 12,000 years ago because we can see when these catastrophes occurred. And so we have like a basic timeline for when these things occurred. So I unfortunately have to go to people that then get sad when they things like Devil's Tower in Wyoming or these megaliths in Montana they think are megaliths and some of these other eroded structures in the Southwest. And unfortunately I have to say based on anything I've studied with a lack of civilizations that have any evidence of being there and with how tumultuous those places were. Those are just structures that look like ancient structures. They're not actually ancient structures, but there are plenty of amazing ancient structures in all around other parts of the world that we don't need to feel sad that those necessarily maybe aren't. No, I'm with you 100%, man. It's really interesting too. I mean, you say Devil's Tower. That is an interesting site. You it's know. like basically a giant basalt dike. Basically think of it like the core of a volcano that had less tough material around it that eroded and left the basically the center core that's what that is that's wild man that is wild hey once again thanks for listening to the manfuse podcast you can join the show by hitting us up at manfuse.com or 770-744-5227 by text or voicemail and be sure to check out some of matt lacroix's books and his information all available in the episode description